I think the one thing I didn't do well the first, um, I think about like the first few months was like I suppressed everything I was feeling. Even my brother's friend would come and he was like, "You used to be so nice the first, like the first few months you were here." Like I just pretended that I was just like really happy. Um, but I think it's good to tell people like how you're feeling and express like, yes, I'm feeling a culture shock. I'm feeling like I don't belong. Welcome back to the Journey Coaching Podcast, where we care deeply about real and authentic relationships. This is Terry, your host, and I have sitting with me today um, a couple of really important people in my life. I have uh, Beza, who is my adopted granddaughter, and my own daughter, Sarah. Um, say hello, both of you. Hello. hello. <laughs> we said it at the exact same time. <laughs> I'm excited about this conversation. We 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 wanted to kind of cover the topic of stress, um, and I wanted someone who um, was from a, a younger generation to kind of come in and talk about stress because there there's different types of stress in the different types of generations. And I was really hoping that Beza, that you would talk a little bit about the stresses that you've dealt with in your life, especially in relationship to in especially in relationships, because I know that relationships can be a source of stress as much as they can be a, a, a co- way to cope with stress in, in healthy relationships. Um, what I'd like to do is I'd like to go back to maybe one of the big stressors that you had. Um, you actually came over here uh, from Ethiopia yes. when you were 16. You and your younger brother um, got on the plane all by yourselves. <laughs> I, I know some Isn't of the story crazy? here because I know I know that you, you also had to go to the embassy over there and get permission to come over and get your visas and all that stuff and that was not an easy process no that was probably a huge source of stress definitely um anything that you want to talk about specifically um what what were some of the stressors you had in that whole process well it started so okay so you mentioned like how we had to go to the embassy three times that was like one of the biggest ones i think it was just the fact that um there's a person deciding your fate and they have like this power to say yes, you can get an education. Because like, that was abroad. your that was one of your main or reasons no. to come over here is you yes. really wanted to have an education here. Definitely, and it was like my it, the education and also like the living situation at home wasn't that great either. So um, yeah, the biggest stress was trying to get my visa and my brother's visa at the same time because we we. They kept telling us it was it seemed like an adoption. Um, the first one, I don't remember what the first one was, but um, the third time we got it, thank God. Yeah, because each time they would send you, they'd say no, we're not. They denied it. Yes, and then you'd have to go back and redo the paperwork and and try to to answer the problems that they didn't think were solved. Yes, and it was really like stressful because you have to be, you had to be dressed a certain way so that they know they know that you're serious about it because if you wore the certain clothes then you wouldn't get accepted. It was just very like very overwhelming, but we we passed through it. Um another thing that really stressed me out was um leaving my family behind and oh, my yeah. friends. Yeah, I was I remember I was telling um 
Sarah the other day too how I didn't tell my best friend I was going until the day I got my visa because she was like her and I have like a really good relation like a really strong relationship and I really did not want to leave her and when we got denied so many times like I just didn't want to tell her that we I was coming and then did she know you were trying to go no she didn't so it was a total surprise to yes. your best friend yes oh my gosh and she bawled when I told her I feel bad but it's just it was really hard for me because she was going through some things in her life at the time and like she said that I was the only person she had and like saying that I'm leaving you at your like worst time mm -hmm. really was really hard for me and I did not know how to tell her even the day I told her I remember I was like crying I was like I'm sorry well and you came right after the visa within a week or something yes wasn't it? so she didn't have a long time to get used to no. you didn't have a long time to get no. used to the idea no and we didn't even finish the whole summer together like I didn't get to spend the the whole summer with her because of the whole cultural thing you know that's another topic <laughs> well, <laughs> but, let, me, let me jump in here and explain like we're talking about stress like the stress that this young lady has has dealt with <laughs> is the fact that you when she when Beza mentioned that um these people have your future in their hands they really really do and you she, she and nathan did not know where they were going to be what country and what mm -hmm. family they were going to be in they the had met year. you. They had met you. Though. Yes, because of my travels to Ethiopia, they had met me, and they had met Matt, my husband. But they didn't know, and it was all up to whether the embassy said yes or no. And they said no, and then they said no, and we were going to try one more time, and um, they, and we really didn't know if it was going to work or not. And it was a matter of school was getting ready to start, and they were coming here on student visas, and um was it a yes was it a no and if it was a yes they had to pack up and leave because school was starting right and away they, <laughs> you guys landed in cedar rapids in the middle of your plane got delayed yeah. because of tornadoes um, that was another thing i was yeah. a tornado yeah well the so, flight alone all by yourself just you and they'd your, never flown before and your brother mm. was is four years younger than you yes so you were 16 he was 12 Yes. And, and they just pack up. They get the yes at the embassy. And within days, they're yeah. saying goodbye to all And you know what's family. funny is we almost missed our flight. Oh, no. The day we came. <laughs> <laughs> it was, I swear, I think it was like God because we met this guy and we were in line. There was this long line at the airport. And so my dad took us like to this one point and then he couldn't pass. So like I've never been in the at the airport ever. Oh my gosh. So it was just me and him. We had like our luggage and we were standing in line and this guy turns around and starts talking to us and he's like, "Where are you guys going?" and we're like, "Well, we're going to the United States." And he was like, "Really? Are, is this your first time?" We're like, "Yeah, we've never gone anywhere. Like we've never flew." You guys were never even out of Addis Ababa. No. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, "Really? Wow." And I didn't know where the gate was and I was like, do you know where this is? Like, and he was like, well, it's over there. You have to hurry because you're going to miss it. And we just ran like we just ran. I you know guy show you where to go. I don't think we would have made it if he wasn't Somebody like was now that I think about it. Yeah. And uh, I do have to mention a couple other things. People listening to this podcast are going to be super confused because we introduced you as my adopted daughter. Mm -hmm. And um, then you've mentioned some other things. So just to clarify, Beza is my adopted daughter. What ended up happening is that um, the United States government did make it possible that as an adult, 
she could legally be adopted. So we actually adopted her, even though she's been in our home for four years. Has it been four years now? Yes. Almost. Three, three and a half. Yeah. Um, uh, this summer as an adult, she was able to be adopted, which doesn't affect her citizen status, but it does make it so that she's legally yeah. our child. <laughs> well, she's been a part of your family for a long time. Yeah. Well, and, and that's another thing I wanted to do. You know, you came over here and that there's a lot of stress in all of that. Yeah. Um, and you get plunked down in the middle of Midwest Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! <laughs> you've got you've got this whole new family, and not only did you come over to a new to new family to kind of be with while you're doing your student visa, mm-hmm. but you now have four brothers and sisters you didn't have before. Yes. What was that like, <laughs> stress wise? Wow. Okay. The corn that was just another. <laughs> I was not expecting that. <laughs> I did not. I thought like I was because I had this picture of like the United States in my head. You know, like the pictures they sh- the movies, the movies. Yeah, like the city. I've never seen the countryside in the movies. Like, yeah. And then I was like, where are we? <laughs> and then yeah, we came home. I remember the first place we went was Culver's. Um, it was nice. The like yeah. everyone was really nice. Like I never felt out of place until like okay, so a few weeks in, I would say it was, yeah, it really your stomach hurt. Yes, and the I culture shock. Definitely. Well, just getting After used to new hit, food, different yes. foods would affect your stomach. The food was. T- I think I was eating like lace chips and grapes for like two months. Yeah, <laughs> so that was the only thing. And ginger ale. <laughs> well, and this is we're go- uh, the girls and I are going to eat. The- this will be out by the time we get back, so yeah. it's not going to affect anything um but um after this is released we should already be back but the girls and i my two biological daughters and Baze and i are getting ready to take our first yes. your first trip back home <laughs> and one thing that we have mentioned is where you're gonna have to be careful because your stomach adjusted to u.s I foods know. and now we're only going to be in, in the country for 10 days and our yeah, stomachs are probably gonna hurt again going the other way i hope that doesn't happen i'm praying that doesn't happen <laughs> because we I are need so to hungry eat. <laughs> but you, do, you will have to watch it because you know mm-hmm. your, your stomach's not used to the water and that is yeah messy. so she's only going to drink bottled water that, for this trip just I to know. make sure yeah. that. we got to take some ginger ale <laughs> <laughs> well and and, and, and just yeah. getting used to a whole new set of uh, relationships yes, you know definitely. you've got and and all of the the, the new siblings are younger yes. than you which especially sisters yes. like I've never I'm not used to having sisters there was a lot of stress around oh that. my gosh because I don't think I've I didn't have any problems with Joey and John at all no you were used to having a brother yeah because it was like plus they're really quiet too so it was Uh never but you know how abby is (laughs) and and she was also going through her own little like stressful time because it was hard for her too it was a big adjustment it was a big adjustment and i understand well yeah now the the little one we anticipated Mm -hmm. joey because joey was the oldest biological and you're not supposed to adopt his role yeah so we had dealt with that what we did not realize and I didn't realize this until a year ago when Abby was finally able to verbalize it was that she was the oldest daughter she was yeah. the oldest female it's, child and then that role was intercepted and, we yeah. had and then she became the middle child she which is a whole middle. different role yes. and then there was the little one um, Becca, Becca who had oh kind of never God. left your side for I a know. long time Becca was my literally like my stress like reliever I'm not even kidding like she would just come hug me all the time and it would just feel like home like because that's like it, where I'm from we're so affectionate you're always hugging someone and kissing someone uh-huh. and like Becca was always like that person she would come and hug me and always 
always be by my side. I forgot about that. Yeah, you guys are like so So that helps you feel like you were at home. Definitely. Like that was a big part. What you had said something to me earlier about the stress that you felt. There was a, there was a, there was a shock to your system. Mm -hmm. When you got here, you said you, you, I think you said you were crying some Mm -hmm. in your room. You just kind of shut yourself into the room and this was a, big adjustment for you yes um how did you get out how did you deal with that stress that was tough um well at first it was like i had to call home like every chance i got like i would stay up and call them like hearing their voice it was like so much like it just took so much off my chest like it was such a reliever that's not an easy thing because they're on a totally different time i know (laughs) i had to literally wait um until like 12 a.m or i would like before school you know like just wait until they're up because you're getting up about the time they're going to bed yes and so you had to catch them at that it was really yeah it's frustrating still till today like it's really frustrating trying to contact them Mm because you know they have work i'm tired all the time like i don't want to i can't stay up that late or that early but yeah talking to them was really really like um therapeutic and at the same time i started seeing susan you started seeing a therapist a therapist i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) a counselor a counselor and i do want to mention that to anyone listening who is an adoptive parent um i knew she was struggling which is why Mm -hmm. i suggested and i pushed you in that because you weren't used to Mm -hmm. that that wasn't cultural for where you came from and i pushed that on you but i also made sure that you had access to um reptel and viber um credits and stuff because i see it and i this is one thing I'm pretty passionate about is I feel like it I did not take you away from any biological because you had aunts Mm -hmm. and uncles and a biological father still at home that I was not pulling you away from that that it was definitely like how a marriage is you're blending two families Mm -hmm. and that's like uh, like Beza's aunts are my kids aunts now we're going to meet like abby and becca are going to meet them and it was important for you to talk to those people and i made sure that you had access to that And i am so grateful for that because i have met so many people that are adopted and their parents are really really like like not okay with them off yes Yes. and it's not that i don't like that and like even with their culture it's not even just with their parents it's like they're not willing to let their child um like like be a part of their culture and the, I've seen the, the the toll it took on that person, and it's yeah, I I uh, love you for that. Like, like I don't think I know. I don't think I would have survived if that wasn't well. One like, thing available. That, one thing that really touched me when you guys first came is um, I found out, and I don't know if I heard it from you or from from your brother um, or whatever I heard it from Sarah, but you guys had called us at least once. Um, your bonus grandparents, yeah, and I loved that. I thought that was so cool. It's like, yeah, yes. you have grandparents that you know you have your mm-hmm. own. You have another set of, of parents, grandparents, all that. Um, now your mom had passed away when you were young. Yes, you were twelve. Yes, I think Nati yeah, was 12. eight. I was twelve. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And I and you've got a picture of your original family: your dad, your mom, your you and your brother on the piano at yeah, your, next at your to, house, Sarah. Yeah. So and that's just such yeah. a cool thing that you're incorporating yes. those things together. Definitely, it really like it really helped because I think if if the situation was different and like they just tried to just have us just blend in with them don't think about your country you're not allowed to talk to your family like if that was the case that would be so hard yeah i think i would be depressed like i don't think i would have been doing well at school i don't think i would have had a relationship with my siblings or with them like with my parents like this is just it's really like the most vital thing i think 
is really important. Well, and stress, you know, still talking about the topic of stress here. You had a lot of stress that first year of school here. You came here, um, if I understand right, you were going to be a senior in high school. Um, You came here and you ended up as a junior here. Again. (laughs) We made that decision because she had, she, uh, so uh, Beza and Nathan went to private school in Mm -hmm. Ethiopia, which is why her English is so amazing. Um, Also, well, not only that, because she um, would watch the Disney channel and then imitate the accent. Nobody listening is going to I know, they're like, wait, how did you? (laughs) FYI, I'm from Africa. (laughs) Um, But, um, she went to private schooling in Ethiopia and she um, comes from very intelligent biological parents and Bez and Nathan are incredibly intelligent. And so they had put her a uh, year ahead in school. And so in order for me to have an extra year with her, I was like, well, can we put you back? And then you don't have to push so hard because then she wouldn't have to come to the United States her senior year. So well, the junior mm-hmm. year was her she she could I she could deal with the culture yes. shock and deal with it and then she entered her senior year much more prepared Definitely. and enjoying it a lot more. Mm, I don't think I would have done it if I didn't come. Even then, year. having that junior year, you'd think, oh, that's a breeze because I've already done this. But it wasn't yeah. so much a breeze. No, it wasn't. what was the biggest stressors you noticed then? I uh, it was like the school, so it was so different. So like the way I was taught in Ethiopia like the school the education system is completely different than it was here like I remember coming here and I would get like loads and loads of homework that I was never used to Mm -hmm. and it was due the next day and I'm like how am I supposed to do this like how (laughs) and I would just freak out but then um, I would have help from Matt especially with my math work and then I remember you used to come to class with me I came to class with you. You were yes, you came to my I think it was my literature class. You sat with me, everyone was looking at us like, what are they doing? Like what is Are you mom? sure? Yes. Was that Why? I I was like crying because I was like, I don't know what I'm like it was I just felt like I don't even know how to explain the way I was feeling. Like Are you sure I actually came you with came you? You came and sat with me. I, I'm not I Are you sure? I yes. I really don't remember that. You Maybe did. I was just there in Because I was something. freaking out. I was I begged I probably begged you to come with me because I just did not like being in that class. Like everyone was staring at me. <laughs> Nobody was trying to like get to know me was just like oh that is the new girl she's from Africa like so it was, was helpful just, for Sarah to be that that helped you deal yes. with the stress of this new class and everything mm-hmm. I just felt like I had nobody and I just wanted her to be there every like every moment of the day like I'm like can you please come to class with me <laughs> <laughs> and I remember she stayed with me through one of my classes and um yeah she talked to like the teachers to help me out and they were they were willing like they helped me like they would sit down with me because well, i remember stresses stand. that we're not even realizing here i'm um, the fact that you guys were not minorities in ethiopia mm-hmm. and then you come here and you're minorities and the questions you guys would get were oh asinine i mean you guys racism does still exist and it's in avert racism mm-hmm. but um just like did you live in a hut kind of question every time stuff like i get that. it yeah do you have were electricity they or was that a serious question most of it was serious i had a one of <laughs> i'm not gonna mention what type of teacher she is but um i had a teacher that that um expected me to know the national anthem of south africa and i was like she asked me wait you, don't you know this you're supposed to know this and i was like no it's the south african national anthem she goes isn't that the African national anthem? 
And me and the other girl next to me, she's from South Africa. We looked at each other and we're like, what? They're completely There's no different African countries. national anthem. No, she thought there was like one yeah. general. Well, and people <laughs> don't realize that South Africa is a country. I in know. And of it's like, that's like expecting <laughs> students here to know. The Canadian. The Canadian. Or, yes. or, or South America. You I know. know. It's like <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense. I'm just like, okay. <laughs> so there was a lot of misunderstandings and maybe just a lot of just not knowing. Mm. Definitely. Um, just imagine that you've never been in a society where there is much of a difference in skin to color. Um, now that Ethiopia has more of a relationship with um, other countries, it's getting a little more diverse. But mm-hmm. um, but um, just imagine that all of a sudden you are where you're a minority, where you weren't a minority, and you didn't grow up in that. So you don't. It's a shock then to sure. your system mm-hmm. because it's not something that you became used to when you were. Right, I mean, even definitely. now that Nathan's driving, I I have to mention like, be careful. Like, if you ever get pulled over, you have to give him the talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you have to the because, talk. and he would never have even thought that because it's not a society that he was raised mm-hmm. in. But you know, right. young, mm-hmm. you know, young um, people are taught that um, in our society, and it's something to watch out for. And they just didn't have to do it, so mm-hmm. it was more of a shock. Well, and okay, so we've talked about a lot of the different stressors that you've had, and you've mentioned some of the ways that you've coped. Let's let's move this on to let's say somebody is sitting here and um, they're in this situation that you were in four years ago. Wow. What would you suggest? How would you how would you encourage them? Um, I think I would say the first thing is like expressing their feelings. I think the one thing I didn't do well the first um, I think about like the first few months was like I suppressed everything I was feeling even my brother's friend would come and he was like you used to be so nice the first like the first few months you were here like I just pretended that I was just like really happy um but I think it's good to tell people like how you're feeling and express like yes I'm feeling a culture shock I'm feeling like I don't belong like why do you you think it was hard to express that in the first place why was it easier to just put a happy face on I don't know. I was, think it was there seemed... fear? Was there something that you're um, not feeling? I like... think there was a little fear because I just didn't want to be like, I was given this opportunity, this big opportunity that you should be so happy. many people did not up. get. Yes, and I'm over here like feeling sad. Like, what's wrong with you? You oh, know? Sure. I felt like that. Like I, like I just didn't feel like I had the place to speak, or like express it but i think it's important to after a while i learned to and it just it felt like a big weight got like lifted off my shoulders which was nice well and in that time arch family had to change because realistically based and nathan came into a family of six people and we Mm -hmm. became an eight person family and we could not be who we were before and they couldn't be who they they were before and as a result our family two families Mm -hmm. merged together into a single family and that's a painful process it was stressful for everyone so they didn't come our Mm family everything changed they're they're the two of them changed and they had relied on each other so much in ethiopia so that was totally like their Mm -hmm. unit and then our six person unit that was really strong and neither of those units are now neither of them are the same it is now a new unit that is an eight person unit and that process of getting there was hard it's like raising like a new family like from the bottom up like it was like we're all trying to get to know each other at the same time like oh it was just it took a lot it's like the first two years 
yeah and there's stuff like you'll notice that Beza still she calls us matt and sarah because <laughs> when you're 16 and she wasn't adopted and yeah. um, we were worried about visa issues if she did because i'd watched this movie when i was a kid that if the kids the foster children called the foster parents mom and dad and were taken out of the house and it was a movie with sarah jessica parker and this wasn't a foster relationship it was you were you were on a, an extended a student, student visa, visa and you you became her guardians yeah and i yes. was worried that if they called us mom and dad even though their aunts in ethiopia said make sure you do that i told them no i mean nathan asked me shortly after they arrived here can i call you mom and dad in fact when i was in ethiopia and we were talking about whether they were coming or not um that was one of the things that that Nathan asked yeah. me right away was, what are we going to call you? Um, and um, and I said, uh, when I got there, I was after it was so hard to get the visas, I told them no. I said, don't call me mom and dad because I'm. it's more important that you're in my life. Well, they could call mm-hmm. you mom, but not dad. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's more important that you're in my life because I was that movie in the best interest of the children did kind of freak me out. But everyone says, all the lawyers and they were like, it's fine. But by okay. then, they had already been used to calling us Matt and Sarah, so now it's weird. I'm good with mm-hmm. grandma if they want to do that. Yeah, because you are her legal <laughs> grandma now. You know what's crazy is like, I've only had one grandma in my entire life. And like my other grandparents, I never met them because they all died. Well, I guess I met my dad's mom, but like I was really like little and it was like the most I think I think both Nati would agree with Nathan would agree with me with this too. Like you guys are literally the best grandparents ever (laughs) because I've never like it's just crazy because it just you guys just felt like real grandparents like it wasn't even I think it's compared to like the other grandparents we have I guess I never felt the same connection with them but like whenever we were around you we were always like excited to come to your house or like have a conversation with you because you guys made us feel so welcome and like so they paid for your flight to get over here and they were here at the airport (laughs) I know (laughs) and it's crazy because it's just like I remember I lost my grandma um, after I got here, like what right, I six remember months? That. Oh, that's here right. For you no, guys it wasn't made us that, that basket. I even remember you guys made us this cute little basket with a note. It was like, it was so amazing because I I felt like I lost her, but I also gained two more like grandparents that like I never had, and it was really like it was a nice feeling. I think it helped me cope with her death too, to be honest. So relationships, I mean, it kind of comes around back circle to that. Relationships can be kind of messy, but they mm-hmm. also help us cope. Yes, when we definitely. lean on relationships, it can be better. Definitely, we all leaned on each other. I will say that was if I would, I would say one of the secrets to the success of having the strong family that we do, the eight of us. I'm mm-hmm. so excited to take the girls to Ethiopia and have me them too. meet the family. Um, and I legally can say I have family in Ethiopia now, which is. I amazing um but um we leaned on each other we all Mm -hmm. were having a hard time i would say every single one of the eight of us adjustment but Mm -hmm. we all leaned on each other and we kept up open communication because even though you would put on a good face with nathan's Mm -hmm. friend you still would share with me that you were hurting yes and um and we and there and we kept open communication yeah like mm-hmm. that was really good yeah it kind of goes back to that authentic relationships authentic just means you know transparent yeah open um 
Yeah, it really helped. We awesome. did a lot of self care. I know I slept a lot during that yes. time. I didn't work at that. We for went two to the hours. Dells. We went to the Dells. Those we did were, do that. Yes, yeah. we did some bonding things. We did a yeah. lot of bonding things, a lot more than we do now. We mm-hmm. went to the Dells several times. Um, we would do. A, we'd go to movies. Yeah, yeah we went to Chicago. Chicago. We still haven't gone to the Children's Museum. Yeah. in St. Louis. I still want to do that. I still want to take the road trip um, around the United States, which we have never done. Um, at all as a family, even when there was only four kids, um, I'd still like to do that. So thinking back to how you felt when you were, th- when you were 16 and you were going through all the stress of trying to get over here yeah. and how you look at it now, how you feel now, would you do it all over again if you had a chance? I think I would. Okay. I think it was really like a growing experience because the person I was on that plane or in that airport getting on the plane, like I'm not the same person. Like I learned so much about myself, so much, not even just me, like about like the the culture around me that mm-hmm. is here because it made me like look at my culture where I'm from, from a different lens, from, from a different lens from the American culture. So it's like, a, you know, you where you can, yeah. you have these two cultures and you can like see which one is like I just o- opened my eye to like what I was missing and the myths I used to believe I remember I used to tell you all these crazy things like but you got I, a lot of it I from the eat. movies you saw yes what were some of the movies that that, that gave you impression of what a, what the United States were oh my gosh so many I watched so many movies I watched all the romantic ones all the a lot action. of big city stuff and action you yes. thought there'd be exploding cars all over the place <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> well, you know, you 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 get your impression from the movies, and that's what's yes, in the movies is all I that. Know. All those cars. shows, all the Grey's Anatomy, I watched all the Big Bang Theory. I watched all of them, like Friends. You know, uh-huh. like the big cities, what you see. But yeah, oh, that's funny. And she came from a big city too. Yes, Alabama is capital, and it's large. I know. So it was an adjustment to all the. Well, I want to wrap this up. I really want to thank you so much, Beza, for coming and for, thank for, you for sharing all me. of your experience with people. I'm sure somebody sitting at home listening to this is going to get a lot out of it. Beza, you're going through the coaching process, the, the journey coaching process with yes. someone right now. What's that experience like for you? I think it's really interesting. Like especially about the strength and the weaknesses and your worldview. I mean, I haven't passed. I think we're on chapter four. We haven't gotten the worldview chapter. Yeah. So okay. we're, we're, we still have to touch on that. But um, it really opened up my eyes. Like, because I remember we worked like I never knew what my strength or my weaknesses were. Like I just it was not it was not something like I paid attention to. And I remember when I when I came to the U.S., Sarah would always be like, you're strong in these areas. You're strong in these areas like these This is these are your strengths. These are your strengths. You should work in your strengths. And um, I remember when I went through it with Leanne, which is my coaching um what is she coach my coach (laughs) (laughs) um I was telling her that and we were filling out the whole like the strengths and weaknesses thing and it just like you know like it it just opened up my eyes to like the things I didn't know about myself and how they're connected to like my calling in life and everything and I just think it's interesting I think everyone should try it okay it's really good like it'll it'll definitely be what's what's your how is it different than than counseling do you think because you've been both um Mm -hmm. you've seen a counselor and then you've also done journey coaching i think it's more structured like for counseling you just talk about whatever's happening in your life i guess when i at least when i go to my counselors just like i just 
fill her in on what's happening in my life and if what it's causing if it's like i'm happy or sad or you know whereas like this is more like you get the book each chapter has its own section and each section you work on um so you get the homework you fill it out and it just you reflect on what you did and it just it's it's eye-opening and i think it's interesting <laughs> one of the purposes when we were developing the booklet um the purpose was to f- use the booklet as a way to facilitate a discussion mm-hmm. between you know people someone who's being coached and someone who's coached um and and to talk about some of the topics that really aren't usually talked about mm-hmm. has that been your experience yes actually um there was a time where my coach asked me where actually she asked me a question about how um, so she was wondering why kids aren't like forming relationships well in college and stuff. So like most of the time it would be like, we would be talking about the strengths and stuff. But like one day she asked me, um, it was just out of, it wasn't even, it wasn't like in the book, but it was like, she was asking me about kids and relationships in college. Cause she was wondering about her personal friend she had and I was telling her on how the disconnect of like cell phones and how like my experience in high school where I would sit in um uh what table is it called a lunch table I (laughs) my experience where I would sit at a lunch table and everyone would be on their phones and for me as an immigrant um not knowing anyone it was really hard for me to talk to people when they were on their phones and even in classes like in college I see people before class would start they would be on their phones no one is communicating um and she really was interested in that and she said she learned something from me which I thought was great because I never thought I would be teaching her when she was my coach <laughs> but yeah it was like discussions like that that like like you you start you start talking about let's say strengths weaknesses whatever the book is the chapter in the book but it progresses into something you both are going through and like other issues that and that's um, one of the joys of of coaching you know if if someday when you're done and you want to go through and if you want to coach some others you really do get a lot out of from the people that you're coaching it's not it's not a one-way street it goes both directions there's so much that that each person gets out of the relationship yeah and i thought that was really great because i thought i was being just coached like i never thought i had something to give or like you know so it was great you'd be a good if if it would you'd be a good coach for abby i think really yeah i mean i know that you guys are anybody i really think no for anybody definitely but i think i think you and abby going through that together you as her coach could be a really i think that could be really key to abby's life hey maybe we should do it one day (laughs) (laughs) when you're done with yours maybe you could do it because that's the goal is that once you you're coached you coach so okay yeah and again the main topic that we we talked about today was about stress and coping with stress and relationships and how relationships can help us cope Um, at journey we're really interested in the conversations that matter to you and your relationships you want to grow and we want to help um, not only with podcasts but we encourage everyone to get involved in one-on-one coaching relationships and a good place to start is with the journey seven session coaching booklet ask us how at journeycoaching.org Thank you for listening. Tune in next time and make sure you like and subscribe. Visit us at journeycoaching.org and check us out on Facebook and Instagram. Start your own journey at journeycoaching.org. Your life, your journey starts now.